Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. What's going on, everybody? I am Bishop Kevin Foreman. Welcome to this month's edition of the Bishop Kevin Foreman Leadership Podcast. Today, we are attacking telephobia. Welcome back, everybody. Listen, this is going to be an amazing podcast this month. Every leader has to confront their fears in order to be an effective leader. And this month, we are talking about attacking a telephobia. A telephobia literally is the fear of not being good enough. And as a leader, you're going to confront that in whatever you are leading. Listen, if this is your first time listening or watching, the Bishop Kevin Foreman Leadership Podcast. I am so glad that you are with us today. I want to encourage you a few things to do. Number one, get the Harvest app. Go to harvestsearch.church and click on the app button there. Get our app. You can stay connected with music, messages, and so much more for Harvest Church, Harvest Leadership Network, Harvest Bible College, Harvest Foundation, everything we're doing, you can stay connected with us and we'd love for you to do that. In addition to that, we have something called, as I already mentioned, the Harvest Leadership Network. It is a gathering of like-minded leaders that are literally being empowered so they can seize the harvest and change the region that they're in. And this isn't just for church leaders. This is for leaders in the seven areas of society, of arts and entertainment, business, family, education, government, media, and of course, the church, or which is also referred to as spirituality. If you're a leader in any seven of those spheres, then the HLN, the Harvest Leadership Network, is for you. And I want to encourage you to take advantage of that. Uh, how can you connect with that? Real simple. You can text the word leadership to the phone number 55498. And when you do that, you'll be able to get connected to the Harvest Leadership Network. At the time of this podcast, it is totally, absolutely free to connect. And lastly, let me say, many of you love taking advantage of the one-on-one sessions with me. I still make myself available as full as my schedule is to do one-on-ones with leaders to help coach them. Everybody that's successful needs a coach. Think about it. Michael Jordan had a coach. Tiger Woods has a coach. Uh, Everybody that has ever been successful and anything that they have done has had a coach. A coach sees what you cannot see and develops what you did not know was present. So if you'd like for me to coach you through any situation or through life, through business, through ministry, through your leadership journey, I love to do that. You can set those sessions up right there through our app. Again, harvestchurch.church, click on app there, uh, or the, the website is HMA. And you can also connect with us uh, through simply texting the word harvest to 55498. Now that's going to be evolving here real soon as we keep evolving as an organization to reach and serve you better. Today's Leadership Talk 
has one of my great, great, great friends with me. Uh, he is the vice chairman of our board of directors. He's been around since Harvest first got started before there was a leadership network, before there was anything. Uh, this uh, man of God has been uh, my friend and brother, and I appreciate him so much. He is the doctor, the bishop doctor. Roy Bright. <laughs> hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah. Listen, this is going to be an amazing conversation that you and I are about to have. We are about to really address some amazing leadership things. But before we do that, Bishop, just tell people a little bit about your background. You've got an amazing background in both ministry and marketplace, which is what I love, because we're not just speaking to leaders that are in church. We're speaking to leaders in all of the seven spheres of society. And you literally have had your hands in a variety of those spheres. Absolutely. I've been in actual ministry for 33 years. My God, wow. that's, a, that's a long time. Well, technically 32, and then in about three more months, it'll be 33. But 32 well, we'll just round up. We'll round uh, up. Uh, we'll round up. Round up 33. Right. And um, in addition to that, I, um, I am... Uh, I've been in leadership development uh, and uh, HR management, Uh for 25 years. Wow. So I, uh, my whole life has been about learning people, uh, uh, learning ways to motivate them, to encourage them, to uh, give them a different view of their situations and kind of help them progress and move on to the next level. Um, and, and that's in kind of like everything that I do. So uh, when you say about, you know, ministry and the marketplace, that that's who I am. That's exactly what I do. Amazing. And what I love about what your background is and what you've done and who you are is that you've been able to marry both the sacred and the secular. And uh, what I love about that is um, when you think of leaders, um, there are leaders that, that typically that tune into our podcast, they typically are going to be Christians, and they literally have to marry both the sacred principles of God's word into whatever secular environment if they're not in church leadership every single day. And so we're going to have an amazing conversation today. I want to encourage you, um, um, don't forget to make sure that you, if you're watching the video podcast, share. When you share, people get saved. Not only do people get saved when you share, people also are able to surge in their growth. So make sure that you share this. If you're listening, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast and leave a five-star review if it's a blessing you, all right? And we're going to tell you how you can give and show into and be a blessing to what blesses you. Let's jump right into this subject today, Bishop. We're talking about attacking a telephobia. A telephobia is a fear of not feeling good enough. Um, a, a, a telephobia is a fear. And the Bible says that God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, which really means a mindset of fear. Um, and you can begin to think that you're not good enough in your journey, especially as a leader, for one of three reasons. One, someone said you weren't. Two, a past experience said you weren't. Or three, you said you weren't. Uh, let's, or you said you were not. So let's talk about that because as a leader, we're going to experience that from all three of those areas of feeling like, oh my God, I'm not good enough. Um, it, whatever you're trying to aggress, aggressively advance your mission. And I, I think one of the interesting things about that is that when you look at the the Greek word for fear, uh, uh, that word, uh, the Leah, it 
one of the words in there I think is very interesting because it really speaks to what leaders are called to do, which is to do something that they've never done before to kind of stretch themselves to reach, right? And so one of the words that is used to describe uh, uh, fear is the word cowardice. Now watch this. This I think is very interesting. It says that God hasn't given us the spirit of the, as you said, the mindset of cowardice. Uh, and, and, and the ability to understand or the the need to understand that you were not created to be a coward. It, it's also antithetical to think that you can be called to leadership, born to leadership, and born to be a coward. They don't wow. go together. Wow. So you have to start really, I think, kind of questioning your mind. Are you going to move in what you were born to do what you were gifted to do, what you were created to do, which is lead, or are you going to default to what those fears are, which is that you are a coward to do anything that you've never done before? Because yeah. there's there's no problem. It's easy for folks to brag about successes and things that they've done over and over and over and yeah. over again, right? So it's easy to do that. But then when you have to do something that you've never done before, that's where the opportunity to show whether or not you're actually a leader or whether or not you are a coward. Wow, that is so good. That, there's, a, there's a few different words. You mentioned one of the Greek words. Another one of the Greek words for uh, uh, for fear is phobia. Is phobia. Wow. Where we get our word phobia, um, which of course we think of uh, arachnophobia, fear of spiders. But literally the, the word is atelophobia, which means I, I have this phobia, I have this fear that I am not good enough. And you mentioned it so perfectly. A telephobia normally shows up when you're doing something you've never done before. But that's when leaders, that's literally when leaders are defined and leaders are made. And it only seems like a challenge because it it's new and it doesn't show up, Bishop, when you're doing something you've always done. Uh, but when it shows up, I want to talk about this. It brings every insecurity to the surface. And it and it does. And it does because watch this. It says, God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but the power of love and a sound mind. And, and that word sound mind, I think, is really, really important because uh, what, what sound mind really speaks to is about self-discipline yes. and self-control. So watch yes. this. If then... God hasn't given you this other stuff, but he has given you self-control, then you have the ability to decide whether or not you're going to succeed. Wow. I have the ability to decide to, to succeed. Decide, to decide. I need you to type that, guys, if you're watching the video and uh, if you're listening. I just need to open your mouth and say that. You have the ability to decide to succeed, uh, which is so good. You know, th the Bible is full of people with insecurities that had never done things before that had to press past a telephobia. So I need you to hear me as a leader. You are going to face a telephobia, but you have to attack it. And I like what you said about that cowardice. Because that's the attack part is mm -hmm. I have to literally, I have to know that I feel insecure here. I have to know that it is normal to feel insecure here, but then I have to make a decision. You have to make a decision to attack a the insecurity. Attack the insecurity. That's good. I have to make the decision to attack the insecurity. That is so good. So let's look. Jacob was a cheater. Peter had a temper and was disloyal. 
David had an affair and set up another man. Noah got drunk. Jonah was a runner, runner rather. Paul was a murderer. Gideon was insecure. Miriam was a gossip. Martha was a warrior. Thomas was a doubter. Sarah was impatient. Elijah was depressed and moody. Moses stuttered. Zacchaeus was too short. Abraham was too old. Lazarus was dead. And you as a leader, you're called to be the one uh, where no one in our bloodline has ever done that before you were born. Um, Bishop, that's quite an impressive list of people. And I use the term impressive on purpose because that's a list of people that we look at as great people in the Bible sure. who did amazing things. And they all had to attack a telephobia. I look at Abraham, go to a land. I'm going to show you. Well, where is it at? I don't know. Just go. But 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 I'm going to tell you something. I think that uh, one of the things that I think leaders also have to be aware of is that your your ability to be a successful leader is not contingent upon you not having the issues, not having the insecurities, yes. not having. The, it, look, that comes with the territory. Yes. What defines you, though, is when you make the decision to attack those insecurities, when you make the decision to overcome those insecurities, those problems, those issues, those whatever, right? You have to go beyond what those things are. So you don't define yourself as a leader by whether or not you have stuff, because you're going to have stuff. Everybody has stuff. The difference is the decision you make about how to deal with your stuff. Absolutely. That's what changes everything. I love that, because sometimes the thought, because sometimes people who have not been in leadership for a long period of time can think, well, I got these issues and these issues disqualify me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What actually qualifies you to your point is what you do about those issues, which is why I called and we are calling this podcast attacking a telephobia. Attacking it. Because if I cowered out, that disqualifies me from leadership. But if I rise up and attack that thing, that's what qualifies me to continue to press forward in leadership. A- a- absolutely. One hundred percent. That's really good. That's really good. So listen, um, here's how we respond to a telephobia because it won't just go away. And this is literally your plan of attack. Bishop, we're going to make it really simple. I'm going to give you uh, uh, I'll do one and uh, you do two and then we're going to mix it up on three. How about that? Number one, you have to believe what God says about you. Now, that sounds really, really, really cliche. Uh, Philippians 4.13, but I'm going to make it matter. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let's look at the verse. Paul says, I can. Stop. Stop saying you can't. Stop saying you can't. I can. You have to change your vocabulary. You got to change your vocabulary. As a leader, you have literally got to drop your complaining, drop your negativity, drop your why me, drop your I'm so angry, drop your I'm so frustrated. Instead, say, I can. I can do. Now, here's the next thing. So, number one, I can. I can do. So, I can means ability. I can do means action. Action. Let's go. He says, I have the ability and I can take action. And then watch me, all things, which means as a leader, there is literally nothing that I face that I don't have the ability to deal with and that I can't take action in order to deal with. Um, And then here's the most important part, through Christ, through Christ. Now, Christ is interesting because it doesn't say Jesus. 
That's important. Christ is a Greek word, Christos, which means the anointing, the anointed one and his anointed. What does this literally mean? Number one, level one, it means it's referring to the grace of God. God, It's when God gives you his supernatural ability. So as a Christian leader, you're not just doing your leadership journey based off of good good leadership principles or based off of you know good leadership tactics. You literally have a grace from God to do this. That's exciting. I have a grace from God to do this. Like That's This isn't me out here on my own. I'm graced by God to do this. He will add his super to my natural. Think about it. The time Paul is writing this, the world is not advanced. There's no technology the way we think of it now. He literally, Bishop, preaches the gospel to Asia in two years and a few months without an iPhone, without an Android phone, without internet, <laughs> without email, without social media, without television, without radio. But he reached the entirety of what they knew to be Asia. Why? Because his mentality was, I can do all things through Christ. I'm graced to do this. But let's go deeper with Christ. The anointing, that's when God gives you a supernatural. It's a grace. But, but check this out. The anointing also is created. The oil is created when pressure is placed on an olive to kill it. In other words, I consult what I've already beaten. And that gives me the strength to beat this. I'm going to back that thing up and say wow. it again. Wow. What crushed me that I beat and I outlived, that wow. gives me the strength to deal with this. See, some of you, you're sleeping on your own oil. Let's talk. Jesus. You, you are sleeping <laughs> on your own anointing. You've already been crushed and overcome and beaten some things that as a leader, sometimes you need to remind yourself, I like David did. I beat the lion. I beat the bear. Who is this uncircumcised? Who is this uncircumcised? In other words, what was David doing? David was recalling his Christ. He was recalling his anointing. He was recalling what I've already beat. But then ultimately, of course, it's referring to God and God's ability. In other words, this thing is something that God, I'm depending on God to give me the foresight, to give me the fortitude to give me what I need to navigate through this. I can do all things through Christ to strengthen me. So here's the practical takeaway, Bishop, and then we'll move to number two. You've got to create an atmosphere um, that reminds you of who you are in Christ. Listen, not who you were. As a leader, what is your atmosphere? The pictures around you, the art, what's on your cell phone background, what's on your desktop background of your laptop or your computer? Is it reminding you? I have lions everywhere, Bishop. In fact, when people meet me, they think, they say, are you a Leo? If, if they're ever in my office area, they'll say, oh, you must like, you're a Leo. You got lions everywhere. That is because the Bible says in Proverbs, the righteous are as bold as a lion. And sometimes as a leader, you can begin to have something that's called decision fatigue, where you literally are making so many decisions, you get tired of making decisions. But guess what? That's what leaders do. Leaders literally are decision makers. That's right. right. I have to remind myself so that I don't grow weary and well-doing. I keep lions around me so that everywhere I look, I am reminded, you better roar. You better roar. You better better roar roar until you see some results. I need somebody to type I will roar until I see results. So people say, Bishop, how haven't you given up? How haven't you quit? How have you persevered? How have you beat statistics in an area where the deck was 
was stacked against, against you. That is because I put an environment around myself to remind me, roar until I see results. So that's number one. Believe what God says about you. Bishop, here it is. This one's good. Now, I almost wish I had number two. That's okay. I'll talk here. Number two, press through. You got to press through. And, 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 and here's what I like. Here's the scripture. I, 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 want you, I want you to hear the scripture. Scripture says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal, the mark, the prize uh, for the high calling or the upward call of Christ, of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if anything you think otherwise, God reveal even this to you. Now, here's what I want you to hear. Watch this. <laughs> it says, now, I don't count a whole lot of stuff, but 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 this one thing that I do, and and the reason why I think it's important that Paul says this is because he wants there to be an understanding that this one thing changes everything else. Everything. <laughs> okay, he said, and what is the one thing he says? I forget the things which are behind me. Now watch this. The word there, forget, in the Greek, it means to essentially give it over to oblivion. Wow. It means to essentially cast it so far away that there's not even a recollection of it. It's in oblivion. In other words, it has so much uncare connected to it that it's neglected. It's like a, 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 an abused kid is neglected, right? It is in oblivion. So he says, this is the key. And once you do that, it does not hamper your ability to then reach forward. Because watch this, if you keep remembering what's back, you can never reach forward. And so he says, the key to reaching forward is to forget what's behind. So he reaches forward, and then he presses towards something. There's a goal. You get it. You understand it. You grasp it. You can handle it. You can control it now because you got it in your hand. You will never be able to reach it until you can forget what's behind. What am I forgetting there? I'm forgetting all of those things that you listed earlier about what was said, what I said, what somebody said, uh, this, that, the other, because their voices no longer have ground in you. Yeah. Because what's happened so many times, if you let the words of other people validate or invalidate you, that they take root in who you are and what you believe you are able to do and accomplish. Wow. Well, you ain't no good because your daddy ain't no good. Well, guess what? I'm not my daddy. Right. You right. ain't no good because you're this. And so all of those words, when you forget them, in other words, what it really, really means, the essence of what it really means is it pulls it up out of you from the roots. Or like the old folks would say, the roots. You pull the roots right. all the way up out of you so you then have the ability to reach forward. And wow. then here's the last part of that scripture that I think is amazing. He says, Listen to this. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. Mm. Therefore, as many of us that are mature, he says, uh, let us have this mind. Uh, uh, perfect is the word that you read in the King James, but it's the word mature, uh, that thing complete, that thing that's uh, 
actually all the way together. Because here's the part. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal it to you. Wow. What? Mind blown. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so even when your mind starts to get off track, right. God says, hold up. Remember what I said, not what they said. Right. Remember what I said about you, not, not what, what you said, you said right. about you. Right. That is so good. And so he brings all of this because what a telephobia does, it it tries, it, it really, what it tries to do is it tries to crush you, defeat you. And what you have to do is say, I'm pressing. pressing. I'm not going to be pressed. I'm going to press. Yes, that's good. Bishop, because I have a goal, because I have this understanding. I have a goal. There's so much there in leadership, though, because he says, as many as are mature, Philippians 3.15, which means he's saying, if you're a leader, think this way, because maturity connects to leadership. Because Absolutely. maturity is not in position, maturity is an influence. Excuse me. Leadership is not just in position, because you can have position and not be a leader and, and be a leader and not have a position. Because I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to let you finish this statement. Because if you are leading and ain't nobody following, you're not leading, you're taking a walk. Taking a walk. If, if you're not, if you're not uh, uh, influencing others, then you're taking a walk. Okay, I'm gonna let you finish your statement. Go on. No, that's so good. No, that's so good. It says, therefore, let us, us as many as are mature. Then he says, us. So you know, he's he's speaking to a leadership capacity. He said, as many of us as are mature, let us have this mind. But then he says, I press toward the goal for the prize, which means as a leader, I, I love this bishop. What I am trying to accomplish as a leader is more important than my insecurities. It's Absolutely. so simple, but I got to say it again. As a leader, what I'm trying to accomplish is more important than my insecurities. So when a telephobia shows up, it tries to become the goal. So now you're reaching for it. When instead, put that behind you. And now the goal is the goal. And, and I'm going to tell you, and the reason why you have to know that is because you can never conquer what you're not willing to fight. Right, right. You can never conquer. Watch this. You can never conquer what you are unwilling to fight. Mm -hmm. And so you got to get in there. Get in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you got to yeah, get yeah. in there. <laughs> okay? That, that's what has to happen. Right. Uh, and you have to fight this desire, this, uh, this fear, this thing that says, oh, woe is me. Listen. Or why me? Or... All of that other foolishness, right? You right. have to fight that because maturity says that's not who I am. Right. And especially because, go back to what you said in, in, in number one, through Christ. Through because Christ. I've been anointed to do this. I'm anointed for this. Somebody needs to type that. I'm anointed for this. As a leader, you need to know that. Like, I'm anointed for this. I'm graced for this. That's why other people will look at what you do and say, ooh, I couldn't handle that. You couldn't. Come no. on. You, you couldn't. You, you couldn't. don't have the grace for this. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And let's remind folks, Bishop, where does this mentality, uh, this mindset, a telephobia, it's a fear uh, uh, or, or uh, of not feeling good enough. And it literally comes from three places. Someone said you weren't. A past experience said you weren't, meaning failure, something didn't go right, or you said that you were not. And Bishop, isn't it true that really 
Atelophobia is an opportunity to defeat your insecurities and your feelings of inadequacies. Because you said it, you you cannot you say the line again. You cannot. You conquer. cannot conquer what you won't fight. So you're never going to conquer your insecurity if you don't fight it. You're never going to conquer your feeling of inadequacy if you don't fight it. And I, and I'm gonna tell you, by, by you give it tacit approval to stay in your face, in your life, in your head, in your mind, and all of those things when you don't fight, because you said, I am surrendering to it. Right. That's so good. That's so good. And, and so really, Bishop, it's an opportunity to advance, not retreat. Absolutely. That is Absolutely. so good. 100%. That is so good. Here's the last one, right? I like this one. If you fail, leader, oh, well. Now, now, let me be clear. That is not about having a passive attitude about doing about not doing well. It's not a nonchalant attitude. I want to give you scripture for it and explain it to you. Um, Proverbs 24, 16. And I think I love this point the most out of all three today, Bishop, because the reality is when you are a leader that's used to winning, part of your telephobia is are you good enough for the next win? Or Because here's the deal. I'm comfortable at this level. But as a leader, I have to advance. I have to go higher. I have to do more. So here's where telephobia says, but you're you've good, you're good at this. So why even try this? Just stay there. You're stay good here. at this, just stay there. Stay at this level. Don't get better. Don't do more. Don't give more. Don't build your business bigger. Don't build your ministry bigger. If you're a leader in church, don't do more for your pastor to build that type of a deal. And so Proverbs 24, 16, for a righteous man may fall seven times. Listen to this and rise again. And rising it's a fall by calamity. There's two things I need to point out. It, here it is. For a righteous man may fall seven times. First of all, seven times. Seven is the biblical number of completion, which means as a leader, I need losses to improve my leadership. I'm wow. Wow, that's good. As a leader, I need losses to improve my leadership. Okay, because it's going to make me complete. It's going to literally, that's the Hebrew word shalom. No, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. All is well. That's first. But then, no, he says, a righteous man may fall seven times. Watch the prophecy and rise again. Shut up. What does that mean? It's prophesied you're going to have some loss and some failure as a leader. But it's also prophesied that you're going to get up. You're going to rise again. The prophecy says, as a leader, you're going to get back up. You'll build it better. You'll create something new. You'll do better. You'll write a better message. You'll have a better ministry. You'll have a better business, whatever. It will get better and it will improve. It's literally prophesied in the verse. Because your failure is your teacher. It's your teacher. It's your teacher teaches you what not to do. So so it's 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 saying what Thomas Edison said, Bishop. He said, I have not failed. I just found 10,000 ways that don't work. <laughs> that don't work. My God. <laughs> right? If you fail, get back up and try again. Can I be honest and have a transparent moment? I, because, you know, for those that know my story, I started my first business when I was 12, built a very successful finance business by 21, went through a valley due to that industry's collapse, um, built back way better. And, uh, and my first book called Making Money Moves was written about the financial principles I learned. I said, God, if you teach me how to get out of this, I'll get out of that. That's why I'm such a believer in giving. I'm such a believer in sowing because I gave, listen to you guys, I gave my way out of a financial valley. So you can't tell me nothing different about what I know for myself. 
Um, but I kept, if I'm honest, um, as I began to take on new projects and new things, I discovered that there was this fear that would creep up. Of uh, well, you know, you don't you really need to do all of that. Do you? Why don't you just, you know, I mean, you're already mastering this, and this fear would creep up. And when it come on, man, can I be honest with you? A telephobia. A telephobia says, Are you sure you want to deal with the stretching and the change and the difference that comes with that next level that you're pursuing? I was transparent. Bishop, do you have a transparent moment in your leadership journey where you can say you've dealt with the telephobia? Oh, absolutely. And mine is really related to, um, it's related to church. You know, I, um, when I first, uh, the very, very first church I pastored was a church that I was called to. And if if you understand that from the, the Baptist church, that was um, uh, where you basically are hired right. uh, as uh, the pastor of a church. Um, but the um, but after that, I started a church, and it just never seemed to get any momentum. Wow. It never seemed to get any traction, and I felt defeated. I just felt like, well, God, I didn't want to do this anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. why in the world uh, w- would you want me to do what I don't want to do? Long story short. Um, and so I I, I, I kind of wallowed for a while until one day, you know, really God just like, what are you what are you talking about? This is what you were born for. This is what right. you created for. And when you really when you really, I think, grab hold to that as a truth and not as a saying, when you understand that when you're called to lead, that that you're called to lead is, is a truth and not just a saying, it changes everything about it, right? right. And so um, when my mind changed, it changed how I approached uh, what I did the next time in ministry. And it was remarkably different. Right. Right. The experience was remarkably different right. because I had a different thought process about it. In other words, remember, back back it up, I had a maturity in my thought process. Right, right. And you attacked a telephone. And then I attacked, and, and that's right, and, and so that's why, and then, so I attacked the insecurities about not being able to make it happen. I did, let me tell you something, uh, even in, in the secular world, I have managed multi, multi tens of millions of dollars worth of uh, folks' money, right? And and but my first church, it's like I couldn't manage five thousand dollars, <laughs> right? You laugh about it now because it taught you. It taught me, right? It taught me, right. and so. Uh, yeah, so we all have it. And so I want you to remember what we said at the very beginning. It's not like it hasn't happened. You just have to have a different way you approach it. And, it. and that's because you have to attack it. Right. You know how they used to do in the in the cheerleaders? A-T-T-A-C-K, attack, attack, attack. I don't know nothing about that. That's a Texas thing. I don't know about that. That's no, you might not know. This might be I don't know thing. about that. That's an Austin thing. I love that. And, and even for myself, you know, again, these are principles that I have had to use and use. Because every time I would get used to or get ready to do something, I had to have that mentality. Attack it. Attack it. 
Go after it. Remain aggressive. Remain uh, remain aggressive in that. Uh, here's 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 one more, Bishop. Um, Sir James Dyson. Everybody's familiar with his vacuums. He said he had listen to this. 5,000 prototypes. Wow. 5,000 prototypes. Now, we all know as vacuums, we've seen their commercials. You at least know the name, whether or not you have a Dyson or not, you know the name. 5,000 prototypes of that vacuum cleaner, Bishop. And he did that. For those in ministry, uh, many people are familiar with um, Lakewood Church there in Houston. You're in Texas, Bishop Lakewood. Lakewood. For the first 10 years, less, Lakewood had less than 120 people. Wow. For a decade. Wow. For a decade. What am I saying? I could go on and on and on and on. I'll give you example after example. But what I want us all to see is, guess what? If you fail, oh, well. And that's not being passive. That's not having a, a a nonchalant attitude. Instead, it's saying, as a leader, guess what? I'll recreate it. I'll do it over. Um, Bishop, I want us to pray. I'll have you to do it. Then I want to pray for every, because there are some amazing leaders that listen to listen to and watch this podcast. I want you to pray for them. I'm going to pray for them. Then we're going to tell them how they can sow, because I know they've been blessed by this today. All right. Well, let's pray. God, we bless you and we thank you uh, because you are wise and you yes. give us great counsel in your word. Thank you for this opportunity to share yes. with leaders all across the world. Thank you for Bishop Foreman's uh, obedience and guidance to share his knowledge and information and teaching tools to the world. And we thank you for all of those who are part of this uh, network who will listen and, and eat the words of this uh, incredible, incredible man of God and, and everything that he has to offer. God, I pray that they will attack with great aggression, that they would attack a telephobia, that yes. they will not allow themselves to be uh, 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 grounded in their insecurities, but that they would break from those insecurities, understanding that they were anointed, that they have a grace to do this. God, that they would also understand that you didn't call us to be cowards. You didn't call us to have timidity, but you called us to have a sound mind, uh, have a mind that makes decisions that move forward, that progresses, God. I pray in Jesus' name that everyone who listens to this podcast, God, will be re-inspired and reignited to yeah. do even greater things than what they're doing right now. And that they are understanding that failure is part of the process to success, that they will not give up because it didn't work this time or this time or this time. Because your word says that it could happen a fall, a failure could happen seven times, but, but they will rise again. So we thank you for that word in Jesus' name, and we thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I just stand in agreement with Bishop Brightus pray for these world-changing, history-making, line-crossing, boundary-breaking, curse-breaking leaders. I thank you, God, that we would attack a telephobia. It's part of our journey. It's natural. It's part of the journey of leadership. But God, we are those that attack a telephobia. We are those, God, that believe what you say about us. We are those that press through a telephobia. God, if we fail, oh, well, we'll get up 
and we'll keep it moving. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, guys, listen, I know this has been a blessing to you. I want you to be a blessing to this. Every single month, you get a brand new podcast that helps you in your leadership journey. And uh, and I know that you're being blessed. So again, I want you to sow into this. How do you sow? You can literally go to our website, harvestchurch.church forward slash give. You can give that way. You can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle. All of that information is on the screen. The email is hello at harvestchurch.church or harvestchurchgive. Uh, if you want to mail in your uh, offering and donation, you can mail it in to P.O. Box 441004, Aurora, Colorado, 844. For those of you that like to use Cash App, the cash tags are right there on the screen. And then, of course, for those of you that are connected, you can use text to give. Listen, we're always evolving and updating methodologies to give. And so in the month of April, I have some fresh new ways that are going to be much easier and streamlined for you to give. So the best thing to always do is go to Harvest Church, that church for us as give. Bishop, any last words you'd have for those that have watched and or listened to today's podcast? I, I would just want to tell you, press on. That, that that that's what I want to leave you with. Press on. You got bam. it. Bam. Bam. It's just like that. Listen, your next 12 will be your best 12. Much love, guys. Go so. Be a blessing. That's how I know that this blesses you. When I see that you sow into it and that you bless it, that's how I know that it blesses you. So go to Harvest Church Center forward slash give. Send it that way. Simplest and easiest way to give. Love you. Until next time, this has been the Bishop Kevin Foreman. Embrace the tranquility of Ocean Isle Beach. As the crowds ebb away, the true essence of this coastal haven comes alive. Stroll along the quiet shoreline, collect seashells with loved ones, and savor the calm that only the off-season can bring. Discover cozy cafes, enjoy unhurried walks, and relish the beauty of nature's canvas. Ocean Isle Beach, where serenity and connection flourish. Your stay awaits at OceanIsleStyle.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.